0: Hey everybody, welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us. We're having a quick chat with
1: Chin Doan.
0: Chin, welcome in.
1: Thank you so much. It's great to be here. What an honor. This is my first official podcast.
0: And this is our first episode of this podcast that we're trying to start here where we want to introduce our viewers to our newest reporters and anchors that we have here. And so Chin, tell us, we're recording this on March 6th. How long have you been here at Channel 6?
1: So it's been almost six whole weeks.
0: Six weeks. <laughs> How is it?
1: Great so far. I mean, really, it's nice to be back in my home state and work for such a great company. Company. It's great to be with the Griffin fam.
0: Yeah, we're, we are so glad to have you. And, you know, it's it's funny because you, you come, you return back home in this yes. business sometime. And was that always a goal for you? Because, like, tell us about where you're from. You're you're from the Oklahoma City area, right?
1: That's right. I am. Um, it's hard to say whether it's always been a goal. I mean, I think my goal has always been to find that work life balance between pursuing my professional goals and also taking care of my family. So you know, as as you know, family dynamics change and life, your life changes and your goals change throughout the throughout your journey, your professional journey, um, but. I think one way or another, I wanted to make sure I was able to keep doing what I love and also take care of my family. So this was a great opportunity to be able to do both of that.
0: Tell us about your family. So they're there. Um, how many folks do you, do you have and you get to go and visit in the in the holidays and at birthdays and stuff? How many? Tell us a little bit about your family, Chin.
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, hang on tight. Go grab some popcorn. Okay, maybe got something it. to drink. I will give you a condensed version because it gets a little complicated. I just simply answer how many family members I have because then you're, you have so many questions unanswered. And as a journalist, I don't like that. You know, <laughs> I like to make sure everybody <laughs> leaves with a little bit of something. OK, so um, I am a refugee from Vietnam. So I was born in Vietnam and my parents, this was their second marriage. My father was a South Vietnamese soldier. And my mother was a school teacher, and so growing up in Vietnam, we had very little. And my father was a POW, um, and because of that, um, we did not have much. And when they had heard about the opportunity to be able to move our family to America uh, for a better life and um, to pursue this American dream that a lot of people dream about, we took this opportunity. However, because of paperwork complications, my mother was not qualified to move with us. So Mm -hmm. my parents made this very difficult decision. They had to choose between do we stay together as a family in Vietnam in which we have each other, but we had no idea what my future was going to hold, or do we split our family up? My father and I would move to America figure out what to do with my mother later, perhaps figure out how to sponsor her over later. And that's what we did. So my mother my mother stayed behind in Vietnam. I was 4 years old wow. and my father brought a 4-year-old from Vietnam to America. Neither of us knew any English. We took this chance and we moved straight from Vietnam to Oklahoma City. A lot of people ask, "Well, why Oklahoma City?" It's where a church happened to sponsor us, and so we said, you know, why not? Worst case, if we don't love Oklahoma City, we can always move somewhere else. So we moved to Oklahoma City in 1994, and uh, we loved Oklahoma City, so we never moved. I grew up in Oklahoma City, went to school uh, in Putnam City District. I, I graduated from Putnam City High School, home of the Pirates, very proud Pirate, And then uh, at the age of 18, I became a naturalized citizen. So I went through the process. Um, It made me very proud to be a a naturalized citizen and, you know, pass the test and all of that and be there and go through the ceremony. And then at the age of 21, uh, I was qualified to sponsor my mother over. That's the minimum age. And so sponsored her over. It was the week of my college graduation from the University of Oklahoma. I flew to Vietnam, packed my mom up. Brought her landed at Will Rogers Airport with a lot of family support, and um, my father was there. He was so cute with his yellow rose. Oh, wow! Um, just, significant, yeah, significant of that yellow rose. Do you do you know what that yellow rose? No, means? no.
0: Tell us, tell us about the yellow rose. I am just absolutely uh, in uh, this awe is a right short now, version. Chen, I've so, be if there's a
1: lot of details, I'm leaving out that might be kind of confusing. It's because I'm trying to give you this very condensed f- short version. So, uh, during the Vietnam era, there the significance of yellow was, um, and this was in, told in stories and songs about if you know the the soldier, the airman, whatever member of the armed services comes home, and there's a yellow ribbon around that tree, that means their significant other has waited for them; they're ready. For them to come back home. Oh, my goodness. So my father with his yellow roses was so cute and meaning he's ready. He's still loyal. He's there for you. So it was so cute to have them in the middle of Will Rogers Airport with their yellow roses dancing. And Mm. we had, you know, my sortie sisters and we had the OU mascot, OU cheerleaders and dancers there because... Some of them were my friends and my mentors and my college professors, um, family members, um, my foster family, um, my dad, all there for this biggest day of my life. The biggest goal I've ever reached was reuniting my family. To this day, I will always be the—that's my proudest moment. So just to have everybody who's been a part of that, whether it's through prayer, support, words of encouragement, even financial donations to help me get the tickets to pay my mom— her attorney fees, all of those things to bring her over. It was just so cool to see them there, you know. So that was um, the week of my college graduation. And then my parents got to spend um, that week in Norman uh, where I was going to school. And then I graduated as the outstanding senior of the Gaylord College of Journalism and Mass Communication. So I was able to carry the flag and give my commencement speech with my foster family and my parents sitting you know in the front row and our dean asked my family to stand up um, to recognize them and just to show like what a big day it is for not only my family but for everybody to have you know their support system there to see you know to be a part of such a big day you know graduation is huge and I think it's especially huge just for my family because I was the first in my family to graduate college and just to see and realize that American dream coming true and having that support system there.
0: So Chin, so I I know
1: that was such a long winded story. Your question was like, tell me about your family. And I was like, well, um."
0: (laughs) I'm speechless. I'm speechless. It's absolutely a beautiful story, Chin, and something that I think you should treasure uh, for the rest of your life, rightfully so. And so, I mean, following that up, because there's really is no way to follow that up after such an incredible uh, story that you just told us. How did you get from there to journalism? And were your parents supportive of you going into television reporting? I mean, was that a big deal for them?
1: So what's interesting is, you know, it's I I always laugh about how English is my second language and I go into writing and journalism, right? It's because when I first moved from Vietnam to America, I was trying to learn English and my father actually got a job working as a custodian for the Oklahoman. So he would bring home scraps and newspapers. And I thought that my father was a journalist. So I thought my father was bringing home his work. So I would browse through these articles, obviously being four and five years old, I had no idea what I was reading, but I was just, wow, this is so cool. And then back then without, you know, uh, Netflix and all of these other options for TV, right. I watched a little bit of Low House on the Prairie, a little bit of news, a little bit of Reading Rainbow, those type of shows. But I really, really loved news, local news. And um, so we would watch the news every night before bed. And once the news was over, I knew that was my bedtime. And I thought that was kind of the norm. Obviously, it's really probably not, right? Um, (laughs) And so I learned English very quickly. And I've always loved journalism. And I think at the age of eight, and I remember why I say eight is because I think in class, I think we wrote an article uh, about what we wanted to be when we grew up. And I said I wanted to be a journalist. And my parents, to this day, they will tell you, they thought I would either be an attorney or a reporter because they said I love to talk. (laughs) And sometimes I love to debate. So they said, well, we knew you'd either be debating (laughs) in court or just talking and getting paid to talk and ask people questions. You're kind of nosy. So I said, well, I guess— You got you got something right, you know, so they're very supportive of it. They love um, watching my stories. They Mm -hmm. love being involved in the process. They love to know what story I did today. Uh, Every station I've ever worked at, they visited the station. They feel like they know everybody, you know, all of my coworkers. So, yeah, they're very proud of me. And I think they love that I'm representing Asian-Americans and, you know, the continued pursuit of the American dream.
0: Yeah. And and where have you worked? You've worked, obviously, you've worked in Tulsa now for, as you mentioned, six weeks. Where were you before here? How did you start your career in journalism? After you graduate, you pick your mom up at the airport. You're on this this lifetime high. I mean, this is insane. And tell us, you know, how you, where you went after that in your career.
1: So it's crazy, right? So my mother and I were separated for 18 years. And I bring her over from Vietnam. We spend a week together uh, in Norman. I graduate, then I pack my bags up and I leave for New York <laughs> because I uh. had a fellowship uh, in New York through the International Radio and Television Society, IRTS for short. And through that, I spent a summer uh, going to work every day for CBS News and uh. So I got a lot of experience there in New York. And then right after that was over in the fall of 2012, I started my on-air reporting job at a CBS affiliate in Waco, Texas. Mm. This was Scott Pelley's first TV station he worked at. And Former that's how CBS
0: I, Evening News anchor Scott Pelley. Exactly.
1: And at the time, he was the you know, the CBS Evening News anchor, and that's how I got to know him, through my fellowship. And so he got to know me, and he, w- he was very supportive, and he said, I want to be able to help you get your first job, and I think you would fit in great with my first market. So uh. thank you, Mr. Pelley, to this day. I will always be grateful for your support. Uh, so from there, I spent about a year in Waco, Texas. This is before... Joanne Gaines and everybody, <laughs> Chip right. and Joanne, right?
0: Magnolia, the Magnolia Be, sensation sweeping Yes, this the was before,
1: trust me. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, did you know Chip and Joanne? No, I did not. This was before. <laughs> Chip
0: and Joanna this, have now this just. This is
1: before the day, right? Yeah. And so uh, back then it was all about Baylor football, <laughs> a lot of that. And then after that, I you know, got a great opportunity working for the ABC affiliate in Omaha, Nebraska, I actually took a huge leap of faith moving to Nebraska, a place that I have no family, a place I knew nobody. Mm. And After I just, you had
0: just been reunited with your families just so recently, all right. together as a family unit in America. And yes. then it's like, okay, I'm going to Waco, I'm going to Omaha.
1: <laughs> right, right. So I, it sounds crazy, but you know, when your gut just has a good feeling and your heart says you should take this chance, worst case, you move again. I just took this opportunity. I thought, worst case, I move again. And I loved it so much in Omaha, Nebraska. The people there are wonderful. They treated me just like family. I, I loved, you know, my previous station and I was there for six and a half years. Like that's how much I loved it there.
0: That's, that's a long time for, for being that early in your career. I was at exactly. my first station for a year and a half. Now I've been here for 10 at channel six and most, almost all of them on six in the morning and the morning show. And that's a long time Absolutely. to be there because sometimes in this business, you have people telling you, well, you should move up, get this yes. job, do this job, apply for this. You could go Chicago, you should go you Philadelphia, you could Absolutely. go this and that. And that is a, uh, a big, Uh, check mark in favor of Omaha I think for you to say hey I lived here for six and a half years I loved it there
1: absolutely and I think you know every like I said everyone has different goals and for some people it is climbing up that ladder Mm -hmm. it is ending up at network or going to the biggest market for some people it's ending up in their hometown for some people like myself it's finding that work-life balance being able to be happy at work and being able to be happy at home and obviously since I have a very unique family situation Um, Omaha worked well for me. And then I moved here to Tulsa because I thought I'd be able to be just as happy, if not even happier, being able to do a little bit of both. And so that, that's more important to me than ending up, you know, at a big station or whatever people determined that to be, you know what I mean?
0: Right. Your mom and dad, what are their names?
1: (laughs) So my mother's name is Two, like Mm -hmm. the number two. And my father's name is Hone. Like Hone. my last name Don.
0: <laughs> Hone Don and Tu Don.
1: Well, so in the Vietnamese culture, uh, the women do not take their husband's last name.
0: Okay. You no, know, they never so do. So Tu's name is?
1: Last name is Tran, T-R-A-N.
0: Okay, so Tu Tran and Hone Don. And how do Tu and Hone feel about you being back in Oklahoma? What do they tell you?
1: They love it. You know, they are very supportive of my aspirations always have been you know they've always said we want you to be able to go wherever your heart desires uh and you know if it ends up being close to home great if not we'll figure it out but they are much older and it's been hard having aging parents as you know um Mm. but they were ecstatic that i am closer to home and uh (laughs) nebraska is cold If anybody's ever been to Nebraska, I've never been as cold in my life as I've been in Omaha, Nebraska. Negative 45-degree wind chills. Oh, no. Try talking on live TV, and when you try to talk and your lips don't move because your lips don't know how to move in negative 45-degree wind chills, that's cold. Oh. So, anyway, they, they, you know, they were very happy that I was very happy in Nebraska, but they were ecstatic that I was moving where it's warmer and where I have some family support as well.
0: Yeah, so you talked about work-life balance. Let's talk about the the life balance. What do you like to do in your off time? Uh, Hidden talents. I'm looking for, chin here, I'm looking for (laughs) hidden talents. I'm looking for hobbies, (laughs) favorite foods. Uh, Just kind of tell us about a little bit of the the home life.
1: My hobbies include eating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I just bought three boxes of Girl Scout cookies and I'm not ashamed.
1: Sharing uh, is caring, my friends. I wish
0: I would have brought them, uh, but not really. Amanda keeps my <laughs> wife is Amanda. My wife's name's Amanda. She keeps saying, "How do you keep going through these tag-alongs? Like literally, you're eating like because they 10 tag at along. A time. <laughs> And I'm just like, "I'm sorry. I wanted them, honey. I wanted them for three weeks, and I finally found them." So enough about the Girl Scout cookies for me.
1: Days. Your favorite food is what? Uh, a little bit biased here, but Vietnamese food. Okay. I am such a foodie. Like, I am constantly trying new foods. I have lists and lists of food places and other things I want to try. And my mom lives with me here in Tulsa. So, and she loves to cook. She's an amazing cook. So we like to cook together. I love constantly learning the Vietnamese cuisine from her. We don't have any recipes. A lot of times people are like, oh my gosh, you know, Your mom so-and-so is so good. How do you make it? And we don't have things written down. (laughs) It's whatever mom says, a pinch pinch of this, a spoonful of this, you know. So we don't have anything like that. But I post a lot of my foods on social media.
0: Tell us your social media. Where (laughs) can people find you? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Tell us where people can find you.
1: A little bit of everywhere. Uh, So a lot of my food goes on my Instagram, which is... Just my name, at Chin Doan, C-H-I-N-H-D-O-A-N. No spaces or anything. A lot of my foods go on there. I even have, you know, an Instagram story dedicated to food. And uh, I'm always looking for food ideas if you want to send me anything, places to try. I love that. Um, I don't have any particulars. I'm not, you know, a vegetarian or gluten-free or anything like that. I'm open to trying anything and everything. But obviously, I prefer things that are fresh and locally made. I prefer that. Okay. But I am adventurous. I will try anything and everything. And I love being involved in the community. In Omaha, I was very, very involved. Here, I'm trying to settle down a little bit first before I hit the ground running and get too involved. But I plan to be very involved. I do a lot of public speaking and um, emceeing events. So... You know, uh, feel free to reach out if you feel like I can serve your organization in that aspect. Um, if, you know, I'm relatable to your organization. And I just, I like to explore. Mm. I travel a lot. I've been to more than 30 states and I think more than a dozen countries. I've traveled a lot. And I again, I have lists and lists of places to go, people to see, foods to try, things to experience.
0: Yeah, that's, that's incredible stuff, Chin. Uh, we're almost out of time here, but I, I did have another question. I, I didn't want to, I, I would be remiss if I didn't come back to this question. Hidden talents. Any hidden talents, oh, hidden talents. folks don't know about?
1: Um, musical
0: talents, it could be artist artists, like drawing, I mean.
1: Hidden talents.
0: What are we talking about here?
1: Ooh, okay, so I'm a certified makeup artist which sounds so silly, but I actually got into it because obviously I'm on air. And growing up, I was kind of a tomboy. Like, I hung out with all the boys. I had more bruises than bow ties, you know, or or hair bows, hair clips. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, going into TV, I needed to make sure I looked presentable, and I did a lot of public speaking and stuff like that. So I started just watching, you know, YouTube tutorials and things like that, and then I actually went through the process And I've done more than 50 different faces based on skin tone, face shape, eye shape, all those different things to know how to do everything. Um, So I actually do, you know, friends makeup and stuff like that for fun, you know, like for a lot of like different special occasions, weddings, you know, their engagement photos. It's kind of my way to de-stress. You know, it's yeah. I get to make somebody feel good. I get to talk to them about colors that look good on them. But then at the same time, it's also helpful for me going on air, making sure I look presentable. So I enjoy doing that. And I love photography. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how Oh, a scrapbooking. I like to scrapbook.
0: Chin, you sound like an amazing social media follow. I sound follow. like a grandma I mean, is what I sound no! like. <laughs> it sounds like I need to get on your Instagram right now and learn, like, everything. This is, you're, this is just so, I been so Vietnamese. fun. I speak Vietnamese.
1: Obviously, I'm fluent in Vietnamese. Okay. and I'm well, also. well, give us a little,
0: like, a, a phrase that maybe you and your parents say to each other. Something that you call mm-hmm. each other. Give us oh, a little gosh. something.
1: So, in the Vietnamese language, it's, it's a little bit difficult because you address people by their specific a title based on their age compared to you so for you i would say you know brother and then i would say younger brother or older brother depending on age difference you know so it's it's in the vietnamese language is very personal there's no just you you know you don't just say hey you it's hi older brother And then if they're older than you, you use specific respectful language Mm. that you wouldn't say to somebody that's a classmate or a friend. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then what's cool is based on the title you give them, for example, it's not just uncle. Based on the specific uncle title, you know how is that person related. Is it that person's uncle through their mother or their father? their their mother or father's younger brother or younger younger or older brother so it's like my mind is running circles right now it's very specific you know so it just makes it very personal is it offensive if
0: you call someone older and they're actually younger no
1: you actually want to be on the safe side and if you're not sure you call them older out of respect which sounds ironic right because like usually you're like wouldn't you want to err on the safe side and as soon yeah, No, I was totally younger. makes sense. Yeah, but, Spanish
0: yeah. similar you have the two form, you have the usted form and right. you, you kind of err on the side of your, exactly. your, your superior. So, a- anything you want to give us okay. or no? It is okay if you don't.
1: Okay, how about something very simple okay. which is like a simple formal hello is gin chào. So it sounds like Italian ciao, except it's chào. Gin chào. Jiao. Gin chào. Gin chào.
0: It's about the fluctuation. Exactly. I'm, I'm noticing some it's fluctuation. Inflexion. Exactly. Inflection. Thank you. It's
1: the inflection. So, unlike Italian, ciao. It's gin ciao. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, you Chin. Got it. I feel like you're
1: fluent. Well, this has been Dave. so
0: fun, Chin. Um, tell us where we can watch you on News on Six in Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you turn on Channel Six, when is Chin going to be on uh, anchoring?
1: Okay, so I anchor weekend evenings, so you can catch me Saturdays. From 6 to 7, 9 to 11, and then on Sundays, 5.30 to 6, and then 9 to 10.30. And then oftentimes, I'm reporting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, usually in the 4, 5, and 6.
0: Well, Chin, again, welcome back to Oklahoma. We're so glad <laughs> to, to have you here with News on 6. And I know Hone and Two are also very Aww. excited to have you back. Can in I give Dave Oklahoma. a shout
1: out really quickly? I know this is not about him, but I just want to say he's been one of the most friendliest people here, like welcoming oh, me from thanks. day one, approaching me and saying, hi, I'm Dave. How can I help you? Even after one of our news meetings, he was like, that was such a great pitch. I was thinking about the same thing. Like seriously, and I mean, he—what you see is what you get with Dave, and like he's just so, so friendly, so kind. It's so nice to be a part of this family. You guys are awesome.
0: Chen, thank you so much, and thank you, folks, at listening. Hopefully, folks at home for listening. Hopefully, we will be back here soon, interviewing more of your favorite news on six personalities and some of the newer folks that we're welcoming into our family. But again, for Chin Don, this is Dave Davis, and thank you so much for listening today. We'll see you next time. Bye.